Good evening. This is Lehigh Valley Discourse, and you're listening to the Elchar Chronicles. I'm your host, Karen Elchar. This program chronicles issues of law and order and our local justice system, the environment, and indigenous history with special guests that dig deep into politics and topics less talked about here in the Lehigh Valley. This evening, I'm pleased to welcome my first guest, Northampton County District Attorney Terrence Houck. Let me read a bit of his bio. Very impressive. He was graduated from Philadelphia Police Academy, served as an officer with the Philadelphia Police Department for over nine years. He received a Bachelor of Arts in Criminal Justice from LaSalle University, a Master of Arts in Human Organization Science from Villanova University, and a Juris Doctor from Temple University. He began his prosecutorial career in 1986 as an assistant district attorney in Bucks County, where he earned a promotion to chief deputy district attorney and headed the child abuse sex offense unit. He joined Lehigh County District Attorney's Office as a chief deputy district attorney and served as the chief of the violent crime unit. In 2006, he was hired as Northampton County's first full-time first assistant district attorney, In that capacity, he was responsible for overseeing all specialized units and staff. While serving as the first assistant, he also investigated and successfully prosecuted some of the county's most complex and high-profile cases. In January 2020, District Attorney Houck was sworn in to begin his first term as Northampton County District Attorney. He's won numerous awards and commendations, and we are so pleased to have you with us this evening. I'm happy to be here, Karen. It's always good to talk to you. So I understand your office is holding its first gun buyback event on Saturday, October 1st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So let's we'll talk logistics in a moment. But when you ran for district attorney in 2019, the morning call interviewed you on this topic. And here you are holding your first event. Congratulations. Thank you. It it took a little bit of time because of the pandemic, but uh, we're, we're very uh, happy that we're doing this, and we're proud of uh, what we're about to undergo here. So I'm looking forward to it. So what's your, your, in particular, purpose or goal for holding such an event, and why is it important to you and the local community? Well, in a nutshell, Karen, um, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get rid of and dispose of unused and unwanted firearms. Oftentimes we have guns that are, people have guns in their homes, either left from another loved one who moved on or, uh, you know, they just don't want it anymore. Uh, It doesn't necessarily belong to them, and they just want to get rid of them, and they don't know how. So we're going to have this gun buyback, and we're, uh, you know, going to give them the opportunity to come in 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 exchange for grocery gift cards. Uh, We're going to take their firearms from them. And, and this is always tough to quantify, right? But it, hopefully this will help us avoid any accidental, reckless, or intentional shootings uh, that could be caused by these guns. You know, and you know, we talk about how you quantify something like this. And, and, and the truth is you can't quantify tragedies that are avoided, right? But if one person, just one person's life is saved or one person is saved from, from a serious injury caused by an accidental, reckless, or intentional gunshot wound, then this will be a, a major success. How do you align issues, concerns people may have regarding Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, as well as the Fourth Amendment right to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures? That's a great question. And, uh, 
Yeah, the simple fact is there's no connection to that at all. Any anybody that wants to be a responsible gun owner can be a responsible gun owner. You want to you want to own and and have a gun, have at it. Um this is not for you. Uh this is strictly for people that uh have firearms in their house that don't want them anymore and want to get rid of them. Uh this has nothing whatsoever to to, to do with anybody that wants to be or wants to continue to be a, 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 a responsible gun owner. I, I, you can do that. You can have at it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's none of my business and nothing I want to be involved in. But, yeah, this is for the, uh, the people that don't want their, their weapons that are in their home. Have there been other concerns expressed to you regarding bringing, doing this gun buyback? Well, uh, no, not not concerns per se, because we kind of we have a very stringent way in which uh, in which we're going to handle this. Uh, the residents are asked to safely transport their firearms unloaded in the trunk of their vehicles to either of our drop-off locations, and we have two of them, and they'll be met there by trained people that will take the the firearm from them uh, at that time. So, uh, you know, we're making sure that this is safe for everyone. And again, uh, this will be 100% voluntary on their part and safe when they get here. Mm-hmm. And when I was doing my research, it seemed as if uh, Northampton County may have done a gun buyback previously. Was that in their opinion at that time? And I, I apologize, I don't have the date. But at that time, you know, has it, have things changed? Let's put it that way. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, this was this was done on a small, much smaller scale a long time ago, um, a long, long time ago. Uh, and yeah, I mean, things have changed. Uh, I mean, gun buybacks are not an isolated thing. We see them uh, happen on occasion, but it's just that with the increase of gun violence, I just really felt that this was an approach that we can take. This is not a final solution, right? This isn't anything like that. Uh, but it's an alternative approach with other methods that we have here in the district attorney's office to, to attack this gun violence program, uh, like our community involvement. We, we want the community involved in telling us when there's problems, you know, when there's guns or when there's people, uh, violence like that. We need the community involvement. You know, we've done our drug task force, and they're involved in this. Um, we're about to launch, uh, hopefully in the not-too-distant future, a major crimes task force, which uh, I'm very proud of, which will hopefully get started in, in the not-too-distant future. But this is but one approach to this, and, and I think one that is very necessary given this apparent increase in gun violence. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned before, your office has been doing some wonderful programs and helping to keep the streets and the communities extremely safe. So my compliments to Thank all you. your endeavors. So I see also you recently issued a press release and you're doing this with assistance of several different organizations. How do they fit in? Yeah, uh, police departments. Uh, well, the drop-off locations, one is at the Bethlehem City Fire Department at 2412 Easton Avenue in Bethlehem, and the other is at the Hecktown Fire Company at 230 Nazareth Pike in Bethlehem. Um, so we're, we, uh, you know, we're working in cooperation with their fire companies, and we thank them for that. We also have uh, several police departments that have volunteered their officers to be a part of this, and they will be monitoring the, the locations and participating in, in the, the confiscation of these guns as they come in. So we have a we have a pretty broad type of law enforcement and first responder cooperative effort here. All right, so we're into logistics, so let's talk a little bit about that. So what types okay. of firearms? I know you mentioned them earlier, but if you'd also like to repeat uh, the types of firearms, etc. Sure. We'll take any rifles, handguns, shotguns, semi-automatic weapons. Everything will be accepted. Ammunition will also be accepted, but not for payment. Now, in return for these firearms, 
uh, we'll be giving out grocery gift cards commensurate to the type of firearm that's turned in. So we'll accept pretty much anything from you if you want to bring it. If you have any concerns, you bring it with you, and we'll take it from there. Once the firearm is surrendered, it becomes the property of the police department. This is a no-questions-asked buyback, so we'll take it from you with no questions asked. Um, the police department will then uh, take the weapon, and all the guns will go through a ballistic test to see if any are evidence in unsolved crimes. If so, they will be retained as evidence, while the other weapons will be destroyed. So we'll be taking these weapons from the people with no questions asked. Uh, we'll run them to see if they have been involved in any type of crimes in the past, and if they have. And, that, and this is another avenue, obviously, that if we can get a weapon that might help us solve a crime, that's a, a bonus to all this. Then we'll keep that weapon, obviously, but other than that, we'll destroy them all. And when you destroy them, is that something that's done locally or parsed out? Yeah, we have a, 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 a company that will be doing this for us. They, they melt it down. Uh, I think the police will be breaking them, breaking the weapons down, disassembling them to the point where they can, and then at that point, uh, these weapons will be melted down. Where can people go to find out more information about the Thank you, program? yes. They can either go to the district attorney's website, which is uh, northamptoncounty.org slash D-I-S-T-A-T, and then go to the district attorney's website. Or they can call 610-829-6671. Is there anything else you'd like to advise our listeners about the gun buyback program or other activities that you're involved, your office is involved in? Well, uh, just that this is going to happen on Saturday, October 1st, as you said, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, this is a no-questions-asked type situation, and we'll take whatever firearms they have. And, you know, just have them put them in a the trunk, drive up, and we'll take it from there. Uh, we're looking to do this. Uh, it's a community effort, and we're doing this with no taxpayer money whatsoever. I'm financing the whole thing through forfeiture funds that we have. Uh, the taxpayers are not spending a dime on this, so uh, I find this is an added plus. Uh, but we look forward to, uh, to having a healthy response to this, and we will continue doing this, hopefully. Uh, we're going to have a, a, a second one, hopefully, if this goes as planned, and it will go throughout the county to a larger extent, hopefully, the next time around. Mm -hmm. So is it really just and, limited to Northampton County residents? No, I don't care who comes. <laughs> I don't care where you come from or if you have a gun in the back of your – if you have a gun, put it in, the, in your trunk safely, unload it. And this is rain or shine, by the way. It doesn't matter. Let's talk a little bit about you have a domestic violence unit at the county. And my next guest is going to be with Turning Point of the Lehigh Valley. And we're recognizing October as Domestic Abuse Awareness Month. Can you just give a snapshot regarding your domestic violence unit? Sure. Uh, our domestic violence unit uh, is obviously we work with Turning Point, um, and I'll get to them in a second. But our domestic violence unit has a has a a uh, number of prosecutors. Uh, we also have victims advocates, and we work directly with the police in dealing with uh, the crimes of domestic violence. And the important, among other things, I mean, t Turning Point has so many uh, important uh, functions, but for us as prosecutors, uh, we get these crimes often, um, the victims of these crimes often feel trapped and are reluctant to come forward and testify. Um, but when Turning Point gets involved, they uh, educate on uh, their options and um, how they can get out of these domestic situations that 
they feel trapped in, and it makes our job easier because once they feel uh, empowered, then uh, it makes our, it makes it easier for them to come forward and testify. Oftentimes, the the calls that the police get are not generated by the victims; they're generated by neighbors or people that hear it or see it. Um, and the police get there, make arrests, and we we meet with an uncooperative victim because of the situation they're in, uh, the trapped nature of the relationship that they're in. They don't have anywhere to go or anything like that, so they become hostile to us because um, it makes it, it worse for them if we, you know, if we force them to come forward and testify and things. Turning point eases that greatly and, and uh, has a critical function in the whole domestic violence, uh, among other things, and they'll, I'm sure they'll get into that with you. Mm-hmm. So we're coming to the end of the program. Just to reiterate... My guest has been Northampton County District Attorney Terrence Houck. We've been discussing the office's October 1st gun buyback program to be held Saturday, October 1st from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Additional information can be had from the district attorney's website. And thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's always good talking to you. Likewise, thank you. Have a good day. You too. You're listening to the Elchar Chronicles. We're going to take a short break and come right back. Do stay tuned. Spread the word about your business or organization to a well-informed audience. Become an underwriter with WDIY. Our lineup of NPR news and locally produced programs reaches thousands of engaged listeners in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Underwriting on WDIY is an affordable and effective way to provide information about your product and services to people who care. To learn more about underwriting opportunities, 610-694-8100 or WDIY.org. Tune up your week with a great variety of jazz music on WDIY, Monday through Friday nights from 9 to 11, offers many choices from the world of jazz, featuring traditional to modern styles, plus Swing Sunday at 5 p.m. and Improvisational Jazz on the Bridge, Sunday nights at 10 p.m. Listen for new releases, interviews with artists, and information on upcoming performances right here on WDIY. Welcome back to the Elchar Chronicles. I'm pleased to recognize for October as Domestic Abuse Awareness Month, and I'm pleased to have with me Andrea Search, who's the Director of Advancement of Turning Point of the Lehigh Valley. October was first declared as National Domestic Violence Awareness Month in 1989. Since then, October has been a time to acknowledge domestic violence survivors and a voice for its victims. Domestic violence is prevalent in every community and affects all people, regardless of age, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, gender, race, religion, or nationality. Physical violence is often accompanied by emotionally abusive and controlling behavior as part of a much larger systematic pattern of dominance and control. Domestic violence can result in physical injury, psychological trauma, and even death. The devastating consequences of domestic violence can cross generations and last a lifetime. And to talk further about Domestic Abuse Awareness Month and progress, I'm pleased to have my guest, Andrea Search, Director of Advancement with Turning Point of the Lehigh Valley. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Karen. So I understand you were established in 1978, and the organization provides a safe place where survivors of domestic and intimate partner abuse and their children can find refuge. 
You provide services in both Lehigh and Northampton counties, and your mission is to eliminate domestic and intimate partner abuse here in the Lehigh Valley through empowerment, education, and engagement. So I reviewed your website. I've heard so much about you, and you offer so many wonderful and needed services for people who are subjected to domestic violence. So tell us about your organization, the clients you serve, and all the services and numerous services that you provide our local residents and family and friends. So Turning Point, we provide supportive and and trauma-informed services for all survivors of domestic and intimate partner abuse. I believe a lot of times people think that we only serve women. Um, We serve anyone who identifies that they're going through um, domestic and intimate partner abuse. So whether it is you know, males, females, LGBTQ plus relationships, teenagers who are in unhealthy relationships, children who have witnessed it in their homes. So we help anyone who is going through domestic and intimate partner abuse. We are just putting together our report for the state and we have helped um, in fiscal year 2021, 3,400 adults and children, just over that number with all of our, our services, both in person and virtually, because, you know, with, with the pandemic, we had to go hybrid. And our safe house shelter is our most intensive and costly service we provide. And we, last year, we served 165 adult survivors and 157 children that were fleeing with their parents in our safe house emergency program. The average stay for those families with us was about 90 days where we were able to provide them with various supportive services during that time, which included on-site medical screenings, health and wellness programs, safety and goal planning, as well as activities for their children and teens. If people are trying to wonder, you know, like, how do I get in touch with Turning Point? The gateway to our services, the entry point is our 24-7 helpline where people can access our services Last year, we received 2,583 calls to our helpline. You know, they they call our helpline. We listen. We don't judge. Um, A lot of times people are being judged by those around them. Our our theme for our vigil this year is is everyone knows someone. Mm -hmm. A lot of times family and friends, they get tired of hearing the stories or here we go again or why are you still in that relationship? So, you know, when they call our helpline, we don't judge, we listen, we understand maybe why they're still in that relationship or why they're not leaving or all the barriers they have in front of them. So we want to work with them to take those barriers, you know, out of the way. Um, So we have our our programs and services. I know you spoke with Terry Houck earlier. You know, we have our legal advocates that are in both Northampton and Lehigh County courthouses. And last year in our courthouse, I mean, we provided 1,621 individuals with 1,280 hours of PFA assistance and courtroom accompaniment. And that actually increased by 108% from the previous year. We saw a lot of, um, a lot more physical violence, a lot more weapons being used in in the the PFA Mm -hmm. cases as well. You know, and then last, well, not last but not least, but we also have our, our counseling program. So... You know, we're also out in the community meeting clients where they're at. You know, we offer by phone, virtually, in person. Sometimes in the community, they might not be able to, to get to us. So, you know, we have a mobile advocacy program. Where we can counsel them out. Maybe they're going grocery shopping. Maybe they're going to a doctor's appointment. And 
that's where they can talk. So we can meet them there. You know, we have YWCA of Allentown. We have a, a location at the Northern Tier office at the Sladington um, Borough Hall. In Allentown and Bethlehem, we also have places as well that we can do some, some counseling. And all of our advocates do safety planning. I mean, it's so vital to do safety planning with people because whether they, they stay or they're leaving in a relationship, you have to safety plan because you never know what's going to happen or at any moment. So it's, it's so vital to safety plan. And, and part of that safety planning, we emphasize with our, uh, our outreach education programs when we're talking to teens or even out in the community, especially um, with our medical advocacy training. You know, we teach healthcare professionals, you know, when you're, you're seeing people in your doctor's office or in the emergency room, talking to them about having a plan as well. Last year, we had 100 trainings, even during the pandemic, when it was hard to even yeah. train healthcare professionals, they still wanted to reach out because they were seeing an increase of people coming into the, the emergency room or, or their doctor's offices. And sometimes it's like, well, they're, they're saying these things to us, but then what do we say? Or let me connect them with you. Um, so we had 100 trainings, and it was 1,435 medical professionals. And I think the hardest part is, is getting people housing. Mm-hmm. As well in the Lehigh Valley. I mean, we have a transitional housing program, but having someone move from our safe house program into like independent, safe, secure housing right now with the housing market the way it is, you know, we do have financial empowerment programs, you know, and workforce development programs for our clients. But that I think that's been one of the biggest barriers that we've seen and, and you know, we, we, we work with them on. I think that's been one of the biggest struggles. Mm-hmm. And I would also say all your discussions and phone calls, et cetera, everything is totally confidential. Absolutely. All of our services are 100% confidential, except if someone tells us that a child is being abused, then we are mandated reporters. Mm-hmm. And we do not take any form of payment. Everything we do is at no cost. People ask, what, do you, what insurance do you take? We don't take insurance because everything we do is at no cost by you know, the, the grace of our, our funders and our donors, um, we're able to provide all of our services at no cost for those who need it. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. And so you mentioned um, several services that you're providing. Um, as I was perusing through your website and understand from other individuals as well, one of the things is you also provide uh, services for pet shelter, because that's also always a concern. Yes, the children whichever spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case may be, partner, sometimes they do have pets. How is, how is that arranged? So, you know, pets are, they're like part of our family. A lot of times it's one of the barriers when people are leaving. They, they don't want to leave because of their pets. They don't want to also leave them behind. And, and the abuser is also, you know, if you leave, I'm going to do this to the animal. So... You know, I wish we could say that we had room for pets or had a place for them in our our shelter. We come up with alternative arrangements. So we work with people in the community, you know, depending on what kind of animals they Mm -hmm. have. You know, sometimes there are hotels that will take animals or we work with different individuals or different, you know. Organizations and Yeah, they can can shelter them and... Mm -hmm. But it's it, it's tough. That's I a mean, hard one. It, it is really tough. One of the things that we are looking at currently, we're we're working on our strategic plan for the next three years, and what we've been looking at is, is hopefully moving into a, a bigger space. 
And one of those things on our wish list and our, our staff has identified, our clients have identified is that need. One of them is childcare, but one of them is also pets as well. So that's one of the things on our radar and we're really paying attention to that as well. So that's on our, our wish list and seeing how we can work that in there. Mm-hmm. One of the other things I wanted to bring up is how you are on site, you provide all these wonderful services Clients don't have to pay for those services. Is it primarily just for those located here in Lehigh or Northampton counties? So our clients are Lehigh and Northampton counties. We are under the umbrella of the Pennsylvania Coalition Against Domestic Violence. There are 67 counties in Pennsylvania. There are 59 programs like Turning Point in Pennsylvania. We serve Lehigh and Northampton counties. So if somebody is not safe in Lehigh or Northampton County and they're not able to be sheltered here safely, then we can call one of our other agencies and say, hey, you know, they're not safe here. Do you have room there? Or maybe it's they need a, you know, a bus ticket, a plane ticket. Maybe they need to relocate somewhere else. Everybody, it's an individualized case for everybody. We have to look at their situation and the same thing happens for, um, you know, other agencies as well. They might say, you know, hey, their abuser is looking for them up here. or they, They've located them. They know where they're at, and it's not safe for them here. So mm-hmm. they might say, can we shelter them with you? It doesn't happen often, but it happens. Mm-hmm. My guest is Andrea Search from Turning Point of the Lehigh Valley, and we're talking about, obviously, the services that the organization provides, but also that October is Domestic Abuse Awareness Month. So what are you doing in order to make that more visible? So every year we have a a vigil in the community. We partner with a different community organization. This year we're we're partnering with the Charles Schrin Community Center of Palmer Township. So on Wednesday, October 19th, from 6.30 to 7.30, doors will open at 6 p.m., but we will have some music, live speakers, and just awareness for the community so we can remember those who have lost their lives, empower those that are going through it right now, and to give hope for the future. And the vigil is, is open to the community. Anybody can attend. And it, it's one of those, you have to be there in person to really get the feel for the night. And I encourage anyone who's listening, they are, they are more than welcome to attend. Um, we have information on our website about it. We have information on, you know, our social media about it as well. It's very impactful. The stories that people, they share, some of their very vulnerable moments, they, they, it really hits your heart. Mm. It really hits your heart. My guest has been Andrea Search, Director of Advancement with Turning Point of the Lehigh Valley, talking about the organization's services available for individuals subject to domestic abuse. And for additional information, you can go to turningpointlv.org. There's a 24-7 helpline, 610-437-3369, or you can call toll-free 877-438-4957. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners? I would just say that a lot of times people feel they're alone, and they might think that they're the only ones going through something and nobody will understand their situation. You know, the tactics that abusers use are very common. 
our situations might be different for those who are, are going through it or, you know, survivors that are going through it or victims. But we are here to listen. We can help. If, if someone feels like they've lost all hope and, and they don't know what else to do, or they don't know where else to turn or that they're under the rope, you know, reach out, call us because we want to help. We want to provide some other information or other ways of maybe healing or ways to overcome some barriers and obstacles that they might not otherwise have thought of and, and provide some, some additional support. So I just want to put that out there in case anyone's struggling. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you for doing this. You've been listening to the Elchar Chronicles. Thank you, listeners, for making time for this conversation. You can also find past episodes and other public affairs programming at WDIY.org and on major podcast platforms. I'm Karen Elchar, and this is WDIY 88.1 FM. Tune in next Thursday for more Lehigh Valley Discourse, and we'll see you next time on the Elchar Chronicles.